AG1 is a comprehensive and convenient blend of over 70 high quality ingredients. And what that means is each morning when I wake up, before I do anything else, I drink AG1 to set me up for the day. It keeps me clear headed, full of energy and focused on whatever I need to do, like writing the fighting cock, for example. One scoop once a day before breakfast and that's it. I've actually found that I've not been needing coffee in the morning to get me started. I've still been drinking coffee because I love coffee, but it's not because it's like a necessity to do so. AG1 is made out of the highest quality ingredients subject to the strictest manufacturing standards. AG1 is NSF certified for sport and this process involves exhaustive testing and verification that every serving of AG1 is exactly what you see on the label. If you want to take ownership of your health, try AG1 and get a free one year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs for your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock. That's drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock to get started. And to help the podcast. Thank you very much. Have a great day and enjoy the show. GG Poker is the biggest online poker site and they have more players than any other on the internet. Why play anywhere else? They have a wide range of games and unique features that you just can't find on any other site. GG Poker run huge tournaments with big prize pools and they hold the record for the biggest ever prize pool on an online poker tournament. There are games for all players at all skill levels, whether you're new to poker or a seasoned pro, including cash games and exciting tournaments like Bounty Hunters and Sunday Majors. GG Poker offer popular games like Texas Hold'em and Omaha to unique games like All In or Fold and Spin and Gold. New players that make their first deposit get £60 in free play, 18 plus, new UK players only, minimum deposit is £10, full terms and conditions apply, begambleaware.org and please play responsibly. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. 
Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Welcome to the Summer Special Fighting Cock. We're here to discuss the new stadium, chat NFL, 17K stands, writing to Greg Dyke, and naming rights. We celebrate Bentalab, start tripping on Trippier, and get to the big discussion. Nipple peni or penine nipples? By the fanzine, you mugs. It's the fighting. It's the fighting. Clock. It's the fighting. It's the fighting. Clock. A camel Hello and welcome to a very special edition of the Fighting Cock podcast. I say special, but every season, every pre-season we, we end up doing one of these and, and actually one of our most listened, listened to podcasts that we've uh, ever done was uh, when AVB was taken over remember that? yeah what was last year's special pre-season one? there wasn't one was there? <laughs> every year we do this <laughs> I think we came back maybe a week early because of the Magnificent Seven maybe Yeah, maybe. all Soldado yeah. signed and you guys all singing the Soldado song yeah maybe, maybe. we got Barney Hello. <laughs> We've got uh, Alex from Bristol. What's up? I'm Flav. And Dan Lowe. Hi. Been on the podcast doing? a couple of times. Uh, well, three or four times. And I remember. We thought we'd get in contact with you when, obviously, the stadium news... I mean, you can't have something as magnificent as an announcement of a brand new stadium uh, come out and we can't do a podcast. And given the link to NFL and your understanding of these things, we thought we'd invite you along and thank you very much for coming down. I love stadiums. What yeah. can I say? <laughs> <laughs> Especially when they look like fucking toilets. <laughs> do you think it does look like a toilet? Yeah, it definitely looks like a toilet. Don't yeah. they all, though? Yeah. Don't they all? Yeah. If you stick a no. lid on any toilet other than. Actually, no, this looks like a toilet with on. stains around it. Yeah. Mm. This looks like my toilet. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I don't like it. <laughs> Are you not a big fan? What, of the picture of the stadium? No, or, or just oh, generally. Of toilets? Yes. Stains in toilets? No. Armitage to- toilets should be Toilets should be definitely clean. <laughs> I've just come from Flav's house where there were stains in his toilet. Yeah, I cleaned it up afterwards. So <laughs> that's yeah, but that's the thing about toilets. Like, do you just write it off? People are taking shits in it. What's the fuck? What really is the point of keeping yeah. it clean? Mm. Or do you try and take some sort of pride in it? And clean the toilet regularly. It depends if there's someone new coming round. Good point. Yeah. yeah. I think like, there's a happy medium to be struck, <laughs> Mrs. Richings. <laughs> but if people are not, get, if people are going to hate on you, I think because your toilet's dirty. <laughs> maybe that relationship wasn't meant to be. That's true. But yeah. Was his toilet dirty from lime scale or was it shit? That oh was no, no, it was feces. No, then that's, that's unacceptable. It was streaks. Oh, tr- yeah, a little yeah. bit. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I cleaned it up after. What the fuck, man? Can't, <laughs> anyway. can't we just talk about the big news? <laughs> my, me leaving shit in my toilet isn't a big news. Um, I'm, I'm big time, but not that big time. <laughs> um, do you know what? This is a good opportunity to mention the fact that the fanzines have just dropped literally today. Um, and, and in front of us, you actually four are free. I'm, I'm including that four. Uh, are the first people ever to see this. It, it looks amazing, beautiful. doesn't it? Yeah, the front cover is fucking amazing. This is the uh, silver foil front cover that we've um, we've been talking about over the last fifteen months. It smells fresh. Looks it does. Fresh. It smells. Oh, so honestly, nice. I, walked, I walked into Flav's flat, and the first thing I said, "Oh, smell those fucking fans!" Yeah, the whole flat stank of just that newly printed glory. glory. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's hard to articulate, and I'm not being big-headed or, or kind of arrogant when we say how nice this is it's it is it's it just is a huge beautiful. sense of pride i think yeah and the fact that it's about why lane 
and it dropped on the weekend, uh, the week when the new stadium was announced. Um, it's a celebration of the stadium as it was, not what it's going to be. And yeah. everyone understands that this is a, a step, a correct step for, for Tottenham, probably. Uh, and all good things are going to happen in this new stadium. But to remember what, what, 118 years of history? Is that right? 118. Sounds about right. Yeah. It sounds about right. Yeah, no, we'll go with that. Hang on, it's in the. It's in the. Uh, it's 106, 116 years. 116 years. So it's just, uh, you know, it's a, it, uh, in my opinion, a, a great piece of work. And if you want to celebrate what White Hart Lane was and is, and will be over the next year or so, then buy the fanzine three pound fifty. The Fighting Cock. uk forward slash shop. And you can do that, and it gets delivered I, to your door. I mean, it's not as tangible as stealing the seat from White Hart Lane or stealing a bit of grass, but, you know, it's, it's something that you can have as a memento to the, to the old place. Stands the test of time. But also, we spend so much of our time just fucking reading shit nowadays. Like, instead of talking to people, we'll just be reading an article about somebody that somebody's written on fucking like, soccer lens or, yeah. like, or whatever. Like, actually reading stuff off a screen is not the same as picking up a magazine. Mm. And it's weird picking this up and opening it. Like, I bought a copy of When Saturday Comes the other day when I was on a flight, and I realised I haven't bought a magazine in years and yeah. years and years. Yeah. Magazines are fucking wicked. They need yeah. to make a comeback. I think if you... I mean, the print industry's on its arse, mm. but if you're doing it right, and I think we are doing it yeah, right, yeah. people want to buy this stuff. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, and, uh, you know, why not? It's £3.50. It's like less than a pint. Yeah. yeah. That, that is sex with someone from the north as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a very good point. Yeah. Uh, speaking, that's three twenty-five. dollars 25 I think. Yeah. Speaking of people from the north, uh, Baines has written an article nice. in there. We've also got... Uh, Bardi, you've written a brilliant article you. about your memories in, uh, and how memories are formed inside a stadium. How, yeah, how, like, a moment can actually scar the place. So. And that's actually... Uh, that's important going forward, because this is how new memories are going to be formed in yeah. the new White Art Lane. We're starting in a blank canvas. We can, like, forget the bad stuff and yeah. just take with us the good stuff. And maybe develop a new mentality. A new mentality and get rid of certain terms we use to describe ourselves as well. Got shit. Like Spursy. Oh, right, Spursy, yeah. <laughs> uh, and we've got Seb St- uh, Stafford Bloor, uh, who is Premier League Al. He's written some good stuff. We've got Rob White. Um, Vasconi also wrote. Making his debut. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, buy it, get involved. Uh, we've got to pour a little bit of liquor out for <laughs> Bongani Kamalo, who has uh, been with Spurs for four years and not made a single. Single appearance. I gave you didn't know he'd left until I just read that. Really? Yeah. Rest, um, rest in peace, homeboy. 1.5 million for zero games. Does, is that, other than maybe Soldado and um, Rebrov, is that our worst ever signing? 1.5 million. He never Depends plays. how much money he made in South exactly. Africa. Exactly. That's what I was thinking is, was he a signing? Yeah. Or is he just a, a, something, a black eye? Something dodgy seems to happen a lot of the time, I think, with these South African players. Yeah. Like, remember Mabazela as yeah. well? <laughs> like, there was something weird about that, because he got really fat, and then suddenly he scored that goal against Leicester, and he oh, was right, really yeah. fat, and everyone got really annoyed. And I, I've got family in South Africa, uh, South Africa, and I went over there a few years ago, just after Mabazela had left the club, and they were just all pissed off that we had ruined, Tottenham had ruined Mabazela. <laughs> he was pretty fucking bad yeah. already. The event, the amount of people... we we Spurs as a club has pissed off... Huge sections yeah, yeah. Of, of cities, like the people we've ruined Soldado, yeah. we've ruined Rebrov, yeah. Mabizela. Looking as like a Facebook group of ex-players' families <laughs> yeah, getting yeah. together, ready. Yeah. Who else have we ruined? <laughs> we've ruined loads. Uh, uh, load of Postiga. Post- Postiga. Oh, Postiga was ruined to begin no, with. No, he was no, damaged. I'm going to say Postiga terrible. came back because he, he scored. Again. He scored some big goals for Portugal in tournaments, man. He scored one against. Oh, to do oh, with I'll tell you what. Yeah. I'll tell you what. Living in a little village of like 500 people, when Postiga. Scored that little chip penalty 
against England. No, but he scored the equaliser. Anyway, let's talk about uh, the reason why we're all here, why we've come off our, uh, our holidays. Yes. Spend time with each other. Because we missed you, Flav. That's basically it. <sighs> Do you know, when, actually, when we talked about doing it, I was like, really? It's not that big news, is it? Yeah. A new, brand new stadium, complete abolishment of our history. It's not that big a news. <laughs> anyway, stadium, how did you feel about it when it came out? Dan? I, I feel a bit weird about it because I, oh, right, I feel nothing about it. I don't share in the general joy uh, that has been expressed over the last couple of days or so on social media because I've... Defi- I mean, Spurs fans are fickle. Football fans are fickle. But it seems everyone now is just like, Levy had it all along. He knew what he was doing the whole time. But actually, when you think about kind of what he's released, what actually is this that we didn't already know? We knew most of this stuff already. Really, being cynical, someone's drawn a picture. Yeah. That's kind of it, really. And I think, like, it's a little bit like a going out with a girl... And then her just going, I'm not going to shag you, or I will shag you in two years, but in the meantime, I've got the crayons out and I've done you a picture of my tits. (laughs) (laughs) Do you remember what? I was tr- I was trying to find someone who could balance the argument away from uh, the positivity of the stadium that I thought you was going. But bring. I don't mean to be negative. I just mean to be ambivalent. I mean this sort of doesn't it's really. It doesn't really mean it. Well, it's just it's not being sensible. It's just based on how this makes my heart feel. Yeah. And compared to how much all the other stuff around Tottenham makes my heart feel, you know, Tottenham makes my heart beat faster. I feel fucking passionately about this club. I get excited when I think about new players. This doesn't actually really excite me. And I'll tell you the reason why, because I'm not being objective here at all. I already have a season ticket. I like the current stadium. I like my current seat. I'm already sort of involved in the club and have been there for sort of years and years and years. This is an amazing opportunity for everyone who's always wanted a season ticket to now get a season ticket. Mm. And that is why this is fucking amazing. Mm. Because people have sat on that list for years and years and years. I'm not one of those people so I don't give as much of a fuck. Mm. I'm in a, a weird position, because I get I get offered a season ticket each year. I have for the last three or four years. Do and, you? And they've never taken me. I'm like two, uh, 1,500 or 2,000 on a week. And but, they keep coming back? Yeah, and part of the reason was because I couldn't get in part lane lower, and that's where I would like to sit. And the other part of the reason was I get really annoyed when I go to Tottenham about the people around me, and I don't want to be stuck with the same people around me for that's, a year. That is important. Yeah, uh, so that, that's mainly the reason why uh, I haven't bought a ticket yet, and it wasn't the reason why I was happy that I might get a season ticket when the new stadium was announced. I just, I, I, I I'm very cynical. I think I, I kind of hate the way football has become, and given the fact that you know we're going to be sharing with an NFL club or, or the franchise in some way and um, you know there's kind of this, the skywalk and the monorail and all that sort of stuff and I shouldn't be excited monorail, monorail. <laughs> I shouldn't be excited about that stuff and I should really and I, for a long time I've said I like White Hart Lane I don't really want to leave it I did get carried away a little bit. I did get into it. Really? I, did, I, 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 I was sold a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I think everyone has been. Everyone, everyone's gone for it. What are the idea of this? I mean, there's there's been a couple of things uh, um, kind of been talked about. You know, the, the cop end, which is mm. going to be special. Regardless, if you take away NFL, you take away all the stuff that's been talked about. It to have one t- single tier end, the biggest in the country. That's that that's kind of uh, that's something that makes me feel proud. I mean, it's, it's a it's a beautiful thing the stadium coming because I'm really happy about it. Not because 
not because it means we're going to make more money or anything, but for the first time, for Spurs, we're always waiting that this is going to happen this year, this is going to happen, we're going to get top four, we're going to sign this person. For once, we've actually done something that we've promised. I know it's taken mm. maybe 10 years that it's come. Every, every year, I've had to explain to people who don't really know about football, who come over from a different country and they see Wembley, Emirates, and they're like, what's wrong with Tottenham? And every year, you're saying it's coming, it's coming. This year, it finally has come. It, it, it's here, pretty much. You know, I know it's still something might go wrong. They might find a sinkhole or something, but it's here. Al, how do you feel about it? <sighs> I don't know. Is the honest, I gen- genuinely, and I, I, I feel bad because it sounds as if we're all trying to be like, or some of us are trying to be like, hipstery, or I don't like it because it's, it's all new and shiny. Oh, and everyone was like, you know what I mean? Hold on, no, let's stop. <laughs> what, what I mean is, that, are you going to have that then? <laughs> later, after. Yeah, I am. I'm all right, okay. later, <laughs> I just gone. mean, like, again, <laughs> I, I like new, shiny things. And like I said, it's it, it's all very exciting when you see it and you, and like you see, you see the pictures and it's all announced with a flash and a bang and a, and mm. a sparkle but as much as I looked at it and I thought yeah that's probably the right decision for the club that's going to be this this is what money we're going to get that's going to be great that's going to be great but I, I was still quite sad because it just doesn't mm. there's it, nothing wrong with being sad about it yeah no, there isn't nothing wrong because what Art Lane has served us actually I'm not saying what Art Lane the, this stadium that we have currently has served us greatly and what's actually happened is a, a reimagining of why Art Lane, I hope. Yeah. I hope. Well, this, I think this, that's the key point. I think none of us really know in, until it happens. If, you know, I think I was, I was speaking to Ricky about it, and it was like, if there's an NFL badge anywhere on a on a Saturday at three o'clock, or Sunday, wherever it is that we're playing, then I, I won't like that. Okay, so one, part of the problem, let's, let, let's deal with it. Well, there's other bits and pieces we're going to talk about, but let's deal with the NFL okay. stuff, because it is quite important. Um, yeah, all right, you won't like it on the first time you, you rock up. The second time you think that annoys me, the third mm-hmm. time you won't even look at it. Okay. And I, I have an issue with that because I, I spoke to my dad earlier. He's, he's been a Spurs fan. His first game that he went was in 61, a double winning season. And I asked him how he felt about the NFL thing. And he said, I don't give a flying fuck. I don't give a shit. I don't. If it helps Spurs building this new stadium, I don't care if someone else plays in that stadium every now and then or two times a season, whatever it is. And I kind of understood where he was coming from. Yeah. Um, but it's the first step in... and It's not even the first step. We're kind of halfway along a system or a, a way of looking at football where essentially if you make money, you can make any decision you want to. And if that means an entirely different sport that isn't common in our country becomes normal, then that's just OK. And actually, it ain't OK. Is it? I, but I, I don't believe and I don't buy this sort of idea that um, this is going to make us the amount of money, the extra amount of money that will then get plugged back into the club in order to make us a top, consistent top four club. It isn't. That's not what all this is about. This is about selling the club for a billion pounds. Really? 100% that's why they're doing it. Mm. That's why this is a huge, uh, huge news for potential investors, but Enoch wants out and they want to sell at the absolute top of the market and they will never be a tippermost, toppermost part of the market than when you're about to move into a huge stadium which has got the NFL behind it as well. Levy and co. want out. And there's all this talk this afternoon that Shahid Khan from Fulham is going to put a bid in. And and he also owns an NFL club as well, right? Which is why he 
mistakenly believes that Tottenham Hotspur are worth a billion pounds because he can then try and move the Jacksonville Jaguars over here. Yeah. And they are absolute shit, the Jaguars. He, I mean, he's done a very poor job, I think, of running both of his teams. The amount of money that's involved makes me feel quite confident that there won't be any 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 kind of NFL stuff there visible. Because if you think about the amount of money BT and Sky are pouring into it and the branding aspect of it, they're not going to allow the NFL or another team, Spurs won't allow it, the Premier League won't allow it for another sport to be advertised on the camera. Every single square inch is going to be Spurs, is going to be Premier League, is going to be Sky. You're not going to walk in, there won't be a big NFL crest. They won't, they won't. No. They, it they won't. won't. It, yeah, it doesn't, it won't bring anything to it. The NFL also doesn't really operate like that. Ultimately, mm. really, they just want to sort of kind of build the presence in the UK and they want more people on TV in the UK. Are they, really, the are they really hoping that it'll have any impact? Because no, people aren't, it isn't, Going to take off like it, like like football has. It, it may no have one, an but impact. it is. It's a big. It's it's, it's pop. It is big. Uh, yeah, look, NFL, I mean, you know better. If people don't 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 know that Dan Lowe runs uh, or, or is involved in Americanage, yeah, um, which is all about American sports. Yeah, how big is NFL likely to be in in the UK? In your opinion? Well, that is a very difficult question to answer because I am sort of quite skeptical about what the NFL is trying to do in this country uh, in order to build. Ultimately, what they're doing. The last few years or so, remember all that 39th game stuff that we had where mm. we were just like, oh, there's no way they can take you know one premiership game uh, and move it overseas once a year, and we were outraged about that. The NFL since 2007 has been doing that over here. So they, mm. take, they started off taking one game out of the regular season, so one team loses one of their home games and has to now play it at Wembley Stadium. Yeah. That was just thought, it was an experiment to see whether people would sell out, uh, whether the games would sell out and people would turn up, and that is what's happened Year on year, very surprisingly, what the NFL has done is they've started moving more games. So a couple of years ago, they put two games over here. Then they've started doing three games. There's talk there's going to be four games. Well, they actually was four games last year, I think. And ultimately, this is all leading towards them putting a team from London into the NFL mm. who will compete against the New York Giants, San Francisco 49ers. Is that a bad thing? I think it's a terrible idea because most people who like the NFL already already support a team. I already support an NFL team and I'm not supporting the fucking London Bulldogs or whatever they're called. Hmm. I, I work for an American company uh, and every time I speak... Burger King. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's, my size may, uh, <laughs> may suggest that. But yeah. There's a bit of a... Yeah, yeah there is, isn't there? Yeah. We, we can fight a hard time. I'll periscope it. Yeah. Um, fight. And and I was quite interested to ask him those questions because even uh, when I was out there in December, you know, the rumours of of, Mm. of Levy and NFL discussions had already been, you know, it was out there. And a lot of the feedback that I got, a lot of the people were were watching at that time were that um, that if it happens, it happens. You know, there wasn't like a huge like, oh, I think it's disgraceful, or you know, it's taking the game away from us or whatever. People were quite excited, but also very interested to see what how it was perceived over here. And um, I think it's it's the, and since then I seem to just see a lot more of uh, a lot more people who are like us, you know, who I thought were kind of just you know box standard if things, football fans that are mm. very very interested in it. Yeah, I, I, the fan culture in the US is completely different to how it is here. I mean, here we are kind of inherently a bit more conservative. We really want to kind of make sure that our heritage and the way that yeah. we've sort of supported our clubs is not cracked down upon and that modern football doesn't fuck around. In the US, they don't really. And they're not too bothered about that because they exist in a market whereby your entire 
team can get moved to the next state and be called something else. Mm. So that is currently what's facing the Jacksonville Jaguars. They're the team that's most likely to get turned into the London whatevers. Um, and most people in Jacksonville will be, there'll be people will be pissed off, but ultimately, will there be outrage across the US? No, there definitely won't. My, my, I, I don't give a fuck whether people are outraged in the NFL. I don't care about whether or not they're destroying their sport or the identity of their sport. My problem is when it comes to a stage where at some point in England, a club is forcibly removed from their community and put in another country, and it may take 30 years for that mm. to happen. And it may, may be that the first step is that there's an NFL. Let's get people used to the idea of a mm. franchise. And that's that's what this feels like. There's a... There's, it, you know, it doesn't affect English football. There's a, another sport coming over playing in an English football stadium, and that's OK, but what it actually does is plant a seed in all of our heads and everyone who go, goes to Spurs and whatever club they go to, that actually this is the way it's leading. And eventually this is going to happen to your club and you're going to be OK with it. And if you're not... There's going to be fucking fifty thousand people from another country that have taken yeah. your your season ticket, and that's that's that was my issue with it. Just as a caveat to that, in terms of business, Levy's pulled a master master stroke mm. because he's. A set, oh, let me let me just read something out. Uh, Barty, do you want to say? Well, I was just thinking it's a bit funny that once again Spurs are at the front of this. We were the first. We were the first club to go um, to become a PLC. Yeah, we we're one of the clubs that were involved in the first division Sky Premier yep. League breakaway. Yeah. Well, it's interesting with Levy's uh, interview with um, the guy from Radio Niho. 1. Niho, yeah, from Radio 1. And he talked about the thing he's most proud of is the deal with NFL. And I was sitting there, I was thinking, what, that's what you're most proud of? The mm. deal he's with NFL? N- he's a businessman. Well, yeah, completely, understandably. But he's also... He's the, not going to say employing Baldini or something. Well, he's also the figurehead <laughs> of our, our football club. And the fact that he's mo- the thing he's most proud of about rebuilding and, and, and entering a new era of our football club, the thing he's most proud of is... An NFL, well, he's a fucking business partner. Yeah, you're right. What he should that. actually say, like, actually, I'm, I'm, I, the thing I'm most proud of is leaving, leaving Tottenham with a, a legacy, a fucking Tottenham a legacy. legacy. So a legacy. That's what he should have said. Yeah, and, he but just actually, worded I, it incorrectly. No, I, no, 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 no. Hang, hang on, can I just in other interviews he has said that though. He has got to bang the legacy drum affair. Yeah, after the first one when someone's probably told him. Yeah. Look, that was the only one I've seen, and that's the only one I can go by. But his first position should be to the Tottenham support. And the fact is that doesn't make business sense. And if that, if, if pandering to Tottenham support doesn't make business sense, and actually pandering to an entire franchise, a different sport in a in a country thousands of miles away does make business sense, then we're fucked, yeah. surely. And this is not where I thought the podcast was going. Yeah, <laughs> it really was. But it's because they want to sell the club, and they want to sell the club for a huge amount of money. I think you know that has been. People know that that's the ultimate goal. They have stuck around a little bit longer than most people thought, and I think on the whole they've run the club pretty well. There's a quite a few things that I dis- do disagree with, yeah. but I don't really feel that pissed off, and I still feel like yeah. I get value for money, even yeah. though I'm you know ripped off routinely every single season. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But I, they, I think they want out. Yeah, we've got a, a guy on our forum called Detroit Spurs, and he put in a neat little post. And it's talking, talking American. Neat. Neat. neat, neat. What we have neat in English? Yeah, that's American. <laughs> American term, neat. Neat. <laughs> no, it no, means no, tidy, tidy. Neat and tidy. Get on with it. <laughs> You're from the West Country. You barely speak English anyway. So. <laughs> anyway, right. So uh, he posts uh, first: the NFL deal pays Spurs in two ways. They should receive between one and two million per game for the low uh, for the league rent. Uh, sorry, from the league for ground rent. They will also, however, get monies from concessions. Each game should net between four and five million. 
This means that the net value of a 10-year deal as written uh, will be between 80 and £100 million. Uh, he also refers to this kind of link between Mark Zuckerberg of Facebook and Spurs as well. He says, second, while uh, Zuckerberg and friends seemingly are doing due diligence on the club as a whole, the more likely scenario is naming rights. This is where the NFL deal comes in again. It's guaranteed global reach plus Spurs deal with EA Sports means that the new ground and its name would be in both FIFA and Madden. Madden is a huge game in, in the States. Yeah, it's the NFL version of FIFA. Right, OK. Um, a Canary Wolf expert estimates estimates that uh, the NFL deal could add 20% to any naming rights package, which uh, was already valued at around $100 million before the deal. Uh, for about 10 years uh, of rights. If that estimate holds true, the, the two deals together could net Spurs between 200 and £220 million, or a third to 40% of the ground's entire costs. As a businessman, you could see that makes utter sense, uh, doesn't it? Yeah, and also he's got fucking Haringey Council, one of the poorest councils in the UK, to pay for pretty much the rest of it. So, yeah. Well done, Daniel Levy. Yeah. Clever man. Uh, <laughs> uh, 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 at uh, Lily White Duke on Twitter, he says, what would be the worst or best naming rights for a new stadium? Uh, oh, I, the I, companies and I know, I've got, I've got very strong issues on this. In fact, I'll walk away from the club and fuck, fuck my season ticket off if they don't do this. We need a Tottenham brand, a brand that we can all get behind, who we use on a regular basis and who bleeds our club, Percy Ingle. Yes. If the club is not called the Percy Ingle, <laughs> match play stadium, fuck Tottenham. He's <laughs> amazing. Chick King. <laughs> Chick King is good as well. I, I was actually yeah. in Malta this summer and they have a chain of chickens. There's fucking loads no. of these in, in Valentine Don't you think These are random people that have had the same idea. Uh, it's exactly the same branding as the one in White Hart. Oh, really? Yeah. I saw yeah. three wow. of them. The naming, poli- I'm sorry, the naming politics of chicken shops, right, is, is a fascinating subject. <laughs> you listened to Carl Donnelly's uh, podcast a couple of weeks ago and it took talk about the issues that people in chicken shops have with naming their chicken shop. Honestly, what do you mean that people own like the people trademark on something? Just have different names and they're just all taken. It's, it's <laughs> an absolute rat race. I bought, I bought a book. Um, this is a bit hipsterish, but I bought a book. <laughs> I, bought, I, I plead guilty, but um, uh, but I bought a book at Christmas a couple of years ago, which I saw in a bookshop, and it's called uh, High Calorie uh, Low Art or something like that. And it basically is about uh, it's like an art coffee table book. Um, and it's just all of the shop fronts of all the chicken shops in London. And then <laughs> yeah. it's got a little story, and there's this little Indian dude who does who designs all of them. So he did, like, Dallas t- Chicken yeah. Ranger. Yeah. He did, like, kind of Texas. And, like, it's like Mafia. Yeah, it is. It's <laughs> one guy who basically does all of them. Yeah. The ones I like the most are the one where the chicken looks really happy that he's about to get eaten. <laughs> <Yeah. He's laughs> well I, I would it. take a chicken-themed, named stadium. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm a vegetarian. I would as well. Mm. I'm a vegetarian. I would not accept that. I don't want a fast food. I don't want the, the stadium to be named after fast food. Ingalls, though, it's got to be Ingalls. Okay. Ingalls. We've got. Uh, we're going to talk about naming the cop end of uh, the new stadium in the second half. But uh, I want to ask you: How does it make you feel the fact that we're going to have a bigger stadium than the Scum? And despite all, all of their bitterness, comes from the fact that ours is going to be a thousand pa- uh, thousand seater bigger. Or they're very angry about this. I just, I feel nothing about that. Well, it's a mental thing. We're is bigger. It? We're better. They're, no, I it mean, I, I feel like that anyway. I mean, it sums them up. It sums them up that they're so upset about it. 
I, I think we're we're a much bigger club than them anyway. But the funny thing, the biggest have you heard they've started comparing about actual now seat space and they're like well, <laughs> the size of yeah, each seat. Our seat sizes are actually a little bit bigger, so if we wanted to, we could fit more. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But we it. choose comfort over over. How typical would that be? I gotta though, say, I like stuck another. I, I should ne- never ever admit this, but when you do go to the Emirates and you sit on those seats, There's if you do sit down. That shit is concrete. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's well, an insult in my head. No, it's terrible. I can't believe I it's like that. a cinema city, isn't it? But oh, when, yeah. and this goes into the fact, and this is what's glorious. And the only thing, not the only thing, I was quite happy about a lot of things. But one of the w- w- the fact that they considered this made me very, very happy. And the fact that they've built in provisions for the change in legis- legislation for safe standing. And that was in from officially from the club. Mm. And we did a survey maybe two or three years ago. We spoke to just over 2,000 fans about safe standing. Would they want it at White Hart Lane? Would they be willing for White Hart Lane to be a trial stadium in this instance? And it was something like 94% said, yeah. It's what fans want across the across England. Celtic have just said, yeah, we're going to do it. It's great that the club are open to it because the response when we did that survey was like, it will never happen. But now they're like, well, we built it in. So... Safe standing, something everyone wants, surely. It is, yeah. It's very low risk as well for the club to have sort of committed to that to, in, to the point where they've just said they'll do it if the licensing agreements. That's the way they've changed, always been about that. Which is kind of like you know, it can seem really bold, but actually, like you know, it, safe standing may not come back, so they aren't actually necessarily committing to it. But it just shows that almost everything that everyone said about all of this has been incorporated in some way. And the Wembley stuff, I think, is also a good example of this. Mm. Because I definitely thought, like, speaking to the Trust, that that they were sort of going to much more present Milton Keynes as a bit more of a fake well, accompli. Yeah. And it seems... I think what the club's doing very is, do, is very, very smart about Wembley. Like, the way that they're kind of getting the Trust and implying that if we put pressure on Wembley, that Wembley will, like, relent and then we won't go to Milton Keynes Dons. They're putting it all on the FAs. They're putting the ball in the FAs court. Yeah, we're playing at the Milton Keynes Dons Arena in 2016-17. I guarantee you. Jesus Christ! I absolutely guarantee you that will happen. It might not, but I do think it is going to end up happening because I don't think the FA are going to. It shows how us, fucking so. Machiavellian the club are. The fact that actually they're absolving themselves of responsibility and actually saying the, actually the responsible the, the choice between MK Dons and Wembley lies in the hands of Greg Dyke. Um, yeah, they don't, they, they don't really have any choice. Like, I think it's fair enough. I, I, I'm not blaming Levy for that, but I do think we are going to end up um, for numerous reasons. Do you want to hear a conspiracy theory about yeah, why yeah, we're going yeah, to change? Yeah, 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 definitely, one hundred percent. We go to Wembley. Yeah, we struggle to sell out Wembley or get anywhere near sixty thousand. What that is going to do to season ticket prices the following year is it's going to show that they're going to have to lower season ticket prices because we will not be able to hit the 60,000. Because everyone goes, oh, there's a 60,000 waiting list. But that doesn't necessarily mean 60,000 people are going to fucking buy them. Absolutely. Yeah. So if we reveal our hand and show our hand and show that we can't get anywhere near 60,000 at Wembley, that is going to have huge implications for the first season of season tickets. Whereas if you go 30,000 at MK Dons the previous season, everyone... Like there's a real kind of hot anticipation. This is the hottest ticket in town. So many people won't be able to even go to the their Milton Keynes Dons game mm. that they'll have Tottenham blue balls by the time season tickets go up for sale in the sixty-one thousand. I genuinely could not agree with you more. That beef is done. Fucking hell. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. Let's never fight again. I came down here for some happy stuff. Do you know what? I, 
I, I, I now understand why I wind people up. Like, people just want to enjoy their football club. <laughs> they want to enjoy a bit of good news. And what you've done, Dan, is you shut mean, down my I don't mean, like, I don't mean. I don't mean to do that. Like, I'm, I'm just saying this is... The, these... <laughs> You're right. That's the thing. <laughs> it, wouldn't bother me. Yeah. it wouldn't bother me if you weren't, right? These are very hard-headed businessmen who manage uh, the kind of difficult job of making a lot of money without pissing off too much the people who give them most of that money. They've been very good at that the last few years or so, and I think they've got the balance just about right. All right. But you can't... <laughs> You, it would be naive to think they're not thinking about this. Yeah, no, of course. I, I mean, think. So I just say, I think what it, what it boils down to is there's an element. There is an element of excitement, but there's also a huge element of of, of scepticism and and probably worry because we don't know what's going to happen mm-hmm. and how it's going to play out. When we talk about on the flipping it over on, on the positive things like that cop, if it's done properly. Could you be know, amazing, yeah. it, it could be amazing. And regardless of what else happens in terms of NFL, in terms of where we are for the season away, that cop could end up being one of the most glorious things that, that's ever happened to yeah. Tottenham. Yeah. Right? So it's, there's, it's not saying that we're not excited about things and we're not, not looking forward to that's stuff. That's it, come on out. Yeah. <laughs> well, but, but, there's, but there's a huge, it's just an element of, as ever with Tottenham, cautious optimism. Yeah. Yeah, fucking hell. Well, look, um, the, if that is the case, right? If it does go to the FA, if, D- if Craig Dyke has to make a decision between Spurs and Chelsea, or both of us together at Wembley playing game or game game in game out every weekend, there's a game at Wembley. Whatever it is, if it is down to Greg Dyke, then are you really saying that Levy is absol- uh, is re- removing his his card essentially? He's allowing Wembley to or, or the FA to say to make a decision. If he's, yeah, if he's, that, if he's, he's, that. he's trying to force, he's trying to force uh, Greg Dyke's hand. Ultimately, but to stay at Wembley, and then that would go against what you're saying. No, or, no, or no he, he's, he's trying to force Greg Dyke's hand, uh, hand to accept the eight million that he's offered, which is reportedly less than what Chelsea have offered. Yeah, yeah. he's only going to really want to go to Wembley if it's a bargain. There's also the kind of you know the conspiracy uh, about the thirty thousand. That, um, that isn't what you think. That's just a, cons- a conspiracy theory. There is no proof for any of that, but that's, I think, a sort of reasonable guess based on uh, the information that we have to hand. That Levy is a hard-headed businessman, and we don't know that we'll yeah, there's nothing but by the same, about By the same that. token, then, it would be a lot easier for him just to go to uh, Milton Keynes and, and play there, but he, he, what he's actually doing there is just it's a bit of PR. Political it? implications of doing that and just saying, you're moving to Milton Keynes-Dons, there's no fucking debate about it, especially given the consultation where everyone exactly. went out, came out and said, we don't want to go to MK Dons. And one of the reasons that MK Dons, I mean, what the trust had sort of like found out about MK Dons is that partly anyone who's even been to that stadium, it's not fucking nowhere near no. Milton Keynes Stadium. No. Is it station. No, it's no, a it's long not, way away. Yeah. How far? It's 11 minutes on a bus yeah. if, <laughs> in, with no traffic. Honestly, have you ever been there? You can't walk <laughs> it. Well, you, you can walk it, but it's a long way. Have you ever been there? Milton Keynes yeah. uh, once no, picked, to the stadium picked Ricky up in Wolverton honestly I, had to, I went to go pick up my missus from she's like eating at Frankie and Benny's which is just opposite it is the she most she went to Milton Keynes to eat in a Frankie and Benny's oh, it's a long story <laughs> yeah. but um, it's just there's no you wouldn't you wouldn't know what stadium it is you yeah. wouldn't know that it's a football stadium. You it's wouldn't know that it's a hockey stadium. You wouldn't know anything. It's and and it isn't. I thought right, I'll get the Milton Keynes, but you are. You're right. It's it's, it's so just on an industrial estate about five or six miles outside it. It's the one thing I think that just pushes you over the edge once you get there. Considering how far you've already travelled, how far you've got to drive, how bad the roads are in and out, which we know about Milton Keynes as well. Mm. 
um, it's the one thing that would just piss you off. Oh, the first game, it'd be fun, but the second or third yeah, game... Yeah, but there's swings and roundabouts, because there's plenty of people that live around that company and drive in. <laughs> <laughs> is that a joke? <laughs> yeah, the swings and roundabouts. Yeah, it was, and you, I thought I was just yeah, going to do it in well, a really nice partridge yeah. way, yeah. and you just... Don't try and drive a wedge between us. I didn't realise that ship has sailed. Anyway, look, uh, the the trust of this thing going on, uh, in partnership with the club, about pushing uh, Greg Dyke to make the right decision in in, in allowing Spurs to play at Wembley in the season that we will be building over the current White Hart Lane. Um, You can email uh, your letters to chairman at the FA.com. There's a template on the trust website, THST official.com Shall we ask him to make him slightly more sophisticated than Wendy's? You might... Well, we, uh, Harry Kane Billy, might I like Wendy's. kiss his face on the pitch. That Billy T wrote a really nice one too. Oh, I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. It's really good. Check it out. Yeah, I mean, it's... it's I mean, anything that helps. Oh, yeah. Really. Uh, anything that prevents us to, to move into the hellmouth that is the MK Stadium. Okay, then. I mean, it'd be the worst. I mean, any, any bragging rights we have against Arsenal would completely... Uh, you know, it would just destroy everything. Although saying that, I tried explaining that to an Arsenal fan who said to me about it, and I said, "Oh, you know, that, that's what we'll lose. We'll lose that kind of, you know." No, right. they don't he, even he didn't even. No, but they, they, they moved they permanently. We're like our house has got flooded. Yeah, and we moved to a hotel for. Yeah. But how, how are you going to say? How are you going to say oh, you're a franchise football club, and then they say to us, "Well, you played for a season, and supported the." Franchise football club yes, that's, in the that's, world. That's the crutch. You, you, you couldn't that's argue. Crutch, you couldn't right. argue. Right now we have the moral high ground because they're scum bastards. <laughs> but most of them are too fit. It's the only it, thing we have. Or, uh, yeah, you're, uh, you're right about like it moving out your house, moving into a hotel. But it's that fucking hotel that Alan Partridge lived on. Yeah, <laughs> just off the ring <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, like it's in the middle of nowhere. It's soulless between. <laughs> and all it's going to be good for is fucking hotel breakfasts and wanks. Yes, absolutely. And there's nothing more hollow than wanking in a hotel on your own. Anything more hollow than that? The only thing more hollow than that is the next morning when you get up and you just think, well, at least I've got hotel buffet breakfast. And you have that anticipation. You just think, yeah, that is amazing. I still like hotel buffet breakfast. That's all right. I can have whatever I want. Then you get over to the bit, the hot food bit, and you open it up and the egg has got that water in it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah man. Yeah. Where the, the fuck does water? that come from? Do, do, you know what? do you know what's worse, Dan, is when you don't get to the egg water, when you get up and there's a woman standing there and she says... It's not included in your room. <laughs> yeah. Oh, That's worse. Because then you just turn around and go, I, I apologise, I'm going to go back to my room and play with my core. Oh, I've, I've been in a hotel for like four nights over the last like, ten days and you're actually right. Mine was the worst bit, is the shame of just waking up in the morning and making yourself a little cup of tea with that tiny kettle. Yeah, yeah. Tiny, the, the, the tiny kettle. And you just sit there on the end of the bed drinking your cup and of the tea. the kettle yes, that yeah. you could crush in your room. <laughs> Yeah. Do you know if I'm if I'm wrong about like say four of the five things that I've said today, I'll do I'll I'll get a pint of that egg water yeah. from all of the hotels in London. <laughs> Boil it in one of those little tiny cups no, like you see at the I'll back of it. it. I'll down it in one. <laughs> yeah. Live on the podcast. Uh, we <laughs> egg put water, out... mucky pint. <laughs> Let, let's have a little bit of fun, fun and games for a second. Um, so we've got this new great big uh, uh, end, which will be impressive regardless of what happens to the rest Absolutely. of the stadium and. and, and there will be a moment where we walk into that stadium and Spurs will be playing there. Unless you've gone right instead of left and you've gone all the way to the bottom, you have to fucking walk up the whole single yeah. team again. That's unless that happens. Unless that happens. You made that so, mistake once. <laughs> a little uh, request. Without that negativity. <laughs> a little request on Twitter asking us to rename the the cop. You can't call it the cop because bin dippers have got that. Yeah. Yeah. So you can't, you can't take that off them because that would be like stealing off a tramp in the street. So... Um, 
some of the people on Twitter, Tim, you know, we love Tim, Tim Greek, mm-hmm. he says the Wimmer Rimmer. That's what the whole stand, <laughs> the whole stand should be called. <laughs> uh, the Kiss Cam family stand. <laughs> yeah, that's very American. Uh, Billy T, who's coming on the podcast early next season, said the wayward Andros Townsend shot trajectory. Yeah, that's why they've actually built that stand. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, we also have the Gatorade Wall of Sound. That's yeah. Drunk. <laughs> I like it. Harry Rick says the Kipper. Uh, Meadows Mount. The Yop as an amalgamation of Yid and Cop. That's the my favourite. Yop! I used to like Yop, the drinking yoghurt. Do you remember that? that yeah, it was, was good. Really good. Yeah. It was good. It was fridge Come before on. fridge. Yop, Yop. Yop. Yeah. It didn't happen in the West Country. Oh, you know, he's basically pre 86. Yeah. Fresh goat milk. Yeah. Yeah. But, but like he's that. heard of the <laughs> fresh goat milk <laughs> from the street. <laughs> Literally, there's children <laughs> drinking from goats in the street in Gloucester. He's never heard of Yop, but he's heard of the marshmallow jam that you can spread marshmallow on your fucking Fluff. Fluff. Yeah. I've never had that. No, yeah. man. What the fuck's that? I love the uh, fact he's taken a piss out of West Country, but yet when my dad was in town and recorded a little message for Flav saying he was going to beat him up, I've never seen him shit himself as much as you did. <laughs> I, I felt fine until he said, boy, it That was the moment I shit myself, and he goes, I'm going to get you, boy. And, and I, I think like, you look like a girl. I'm gonna yeah, get yeah, you boy. yeah, you look like a little girl. I'm going to get you, boy. And yeah, your daddy's quite scary. If someone calls you sunshine just before they give you a slap, that's a, that's also <laughs> sunshine because it's such yeah. a nice thing to call someone. Yeah, yeah, and then lovely. To, yeah, you're right. Uh, Townsend Shooting Gallery, uh, the AIA Cop End presented by <laughs> Under Armour. Presented <laughs> 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 by Under Armour. Can we have something about Ledley? Like Ledley's. Yeah, the king. Shin. The king. That was what it's supposed <laughs> to be called <laughs> the, the white cartilage. heart. The white wall. This is. This came up over and over again. Ugh. We can't have a fucking football stadium. I or, thought that was a, a really good name until I heard it was something like Game of Thrones. You can't have a. I like it. You, yeah. It doesn't like matter it. how much you like dork. You, it's our fucking <laughs> our main I'm a end. Dork. <laughs> our main end of our stadium can't be named after a fantasy fucking thing. Exactly. Well, it has okay, dragons, and tits, <laughs> dwarves, and. White walkers. White walkers. <laughs> yeah, um, that I quite like... Um, there was one by um, at Zed Purs and Spurs, but using Zed. Just tell us what it is. The, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Call it the Archway, after Archway Steel. Oh, that's yeah, good. That's yeah. good yeah. If they sponsored it, just to fuck leave it <laughs> off <from there, laughs> with all their millions. Do you, do you reckon it would be made from, like, Archway Steel? Yeah. <laughs> well, they, they actually... For... They do make... Um, they skewers, they make it? the kebab spits in my yeah. local kebab shop. Yeah, well, it's very nice. Yeah. So you should suicide bomb that on the way home. Do you think so? I think so. Oh. I'm not a fan of kebab. Big fan of the way animals are treated to get that kebab. Yeah, <laughs> I you going to say I'm a big, right. we not take a big the fan of that bombing, way? Yeah. Sheep's are cunts, though, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, I've always especially the little ones. Yeah, really out barring and all that. So why don't you just fuck off for a bit? So we don't. The farmers don't have to hear you whinging about being torn apart. I'd like to just. Stop whinging. Whinging. You should make soft coats. That's what your fucking job is to do. You should make coats for Ron Atkinson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Could you imagine? Yeah. Uh, the, the, the pinnacle of a lamb's existence is to be on the shoulder of Ron Atkinson <laughs> as he was racist. <laughs> the SIE. That was the, the, the pinnacle moment for that lamb. I died for this. Yeah. yeah that's a load of shit. Absolutely. All right, that's it. Uh, we've got Windy. Uh, I don't know what the fuck is he talking about the stadium or you he's got Bants apparently Bants oh, 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 so. <laughs> yeah Windy about to drop the fucking knowledge blood I see you I got your back Windy 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 yes Windy 
some youth news. Spurs have released a number of players who are at the end of their contracts and scholarships. Those are Jordan Archer, Christian Ceballos, Daniel Akindaini, Aaron McInef, Alex McQueen, Jonathan Miles and Academy player Lloyd Ross. It was also announced a couple of days ago that Thomas Lavgemelt, not Thomas Lagermelt, as many people seem to think I was saying, has left the club. He's had a recent unsuccessful trial spell with Ruben Kazan. Harry Winks has signed a new contract until 2018 with an option for another year. He's now being linked with a loan move to Rangers, who are of course managed by Mark Warburton. Spurs have a link with Warburton. He was a manager of Brentford, where Alex Pritchard obviously did so well last year. Warburton's also a Spurs fan and was the co-founder of the Next Gen series, which Spurs participated in. I imagine during that time he would have got to know academy manager John McDermott pretty well. Midfielder Grant Ward has been playing in pre-season with Rotherham at the Championship. It's unclear whether that would be with a view to a permanent or loan move. Hopefully a loan move as he's still a promising young player. Spurs have yet to announce the academy intake for the forthcoming year. Um, I wonder whether that's something to do with the Marcus Edwards situation. Most of the other young players have sort of tweeted and put on Instagram pictures of them signing their contracts. But as yet with Edwards, we've not seen anything like that. So I don't know whether he signed anything or signed up with a different club. We'll wait and see on that one. Finally, Kyle Walker-Peters has uh, had a haircut. He's got rid of his dreadlocks. He's gone with a short, spiky number. Yeah, it's all right. That's it for now. Um, if you're interested in more young players, follow me on Twitter at WindyCoys. That's Coys for Come On You Spurs. Second half of the Fighting Cock Podcast. Thank you so much, Windy, for your youth updates. Um, it's a shame you couldn't be down uh, for the pod because um, he hates... Americans. Yep. He does hate Americans. <laughs> does And Australians. Hates Italians. That's, yeah. that's true. And Eastern the, Europeans. The Arabs. <laughs> yeah, hates black people. Hates everybody, really. Yeah, yeah, It's always the quiet ones. A racist, mm. nasty piece of work. Mm. <laughs> this is I did a really nice periscope the other day. I really... Yeah. Periscope is one of these things I'm trying to get into, but his periscope was really good. I was walking around Costco watching it. it was, yeah, it was. It was, it was nice, actually. He, he, he said... Uh, I, I, walking around Costco. Yeah. <laughs> you're always... It is good Costco. You're either in Costco or Ikea. I've got a girlfriend who's obsessed with shops and stuff, so she can't drive yet, so I have to drive What we should say is obviously Windy isn't uh, a racist well just mildly intolerant yeah yeah (laughs) which is fine we all are to some degree yeah everyone's Uh, a little bit racist yeah especially when they cut you up when you're in the car Amazing. That's how you know you're racist when someone from another ethnicity cuts you up in the car. <laughs> what comes out of your mouth at that point is uh, it, that, that defines you as You're a, a steering wheel racist. Yeah. Well, bit, out yeah. Your mouth, not even in your mind, out of your mouth, physically yeah. out of your mouth. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. fucking. That might wow. have been, yeah. That's something I didn't well, yeah, but when they're, they're trying to kill you, essentially. And if you can't be racist at the point where someone is trying to take your life, Mm. When can you be racist? What a spectacular hole this is that he's mm. digging. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm lying on top of the hole. The, the hole ain't there. <laughs> it's fine. Anyway. I, speaking of which, not that, not that I should even admit to this, working for an equal opportunities employer, on New Year's Eve, I was driving, I'd driven my friend's bag. It's about five o'clock in the morning. I was just driving across town by the monument to Tottenham to get back to where I live. And this bloke stood out in front of me. He had a wife and a, a kid, a baby, 
in Swaddling. He was from a southern European country, and he stood out in front of me, and I was getting a bit annoyed because he just walked out in front of the car, <laughs> and I had to stop. And he turned around, looked me in the eyes, and then he drew his finger across oh, nice. his neck. Why? Like Undertaker. What, yeah. have you, what have you done? I hadn't even said anything at this point, and I was really, really freaked out. And I have had a lot of bad luck since then. Oh, really? So, yeah, definitely. He, he, wasn't, he wasn't draped in an ISIS flag. I don't, no, he wasn't. He was, he, was, he was somewhere from... He was one of the European countries. Yep. And, um, yeah, he literally dragged his finger across. And I've never seen anyone in, in real life yeah. do, actually do that. that. Yeah. But, yeah... So he, he basically, at that point, he was me. ready ready to kill you. For no reason. <laughs> the, the last time you was on the pod, you said you, you don't want to die, but you wouldn't mind being murdered. Yeah, good and point. That, 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 I, get, I get that completely. Yeah. That, that you live on forever. If you yeah, cause, yeah pe- and people would just also... People would just be really sort of safe about you. They'd just be like, oh, I'm, so, I'm sad Dan's got murdered. Chopped up. Yeah. I'd like a lot to... of good sound bites about you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'd like to... Like, they'd overlook how bad you were in life. Yeah, yeah. Your YouTube hits would go fucking... Definitely. Mm. But also, just being like, banged numbers. over the head and someone runs away, that's rubbish. I want to absolutely be disintegrated. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. I want to have my head in someone's fridge for weeks. <laughs> <laughs> so, people ask, are you going to bring the uh, away days back? Uh, yeah, maybe. Well, here's the thing. The, the issue is... I mean, I actually really enjoyed doing the one. We only did one last year, and I actually enjoyed doing that. Mm. Um, not, obviously, I didn't enjoy having the fucking Fiorentina security guard stick his finger up my arsehole. That's right. Which was we talked about experience that. I've not really kind of ever quite got over. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, the big problem with that now is that, I don't know if other people know this or not, but Tim is going to be cutting back his away day trips next year. Mm. Uh, to, I, I don't know how many he's going to do. I mean, I've just bought... I've just put the first applications in for away games this year uh, for Man City and Leicester away, and I don't think Tim will go to either of them. Why? Uh, he's got other responsibilities now. He is, uh, he's got to go and be a man about something. Such is life. Yeah. But it's hard. It's quite hard for me to deal with that, and otherwise I just have to do it on my... I just have to do it on my own. I'll really. come with you. Yeah? We'll, yeah? Uh, do you want to? Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Right. <laughs> Even if he wants to. And I can drive as well now, so you can get pissed in the car. Put in, uh, yeah. put in, in, in an application. I'll give you my... Details as long as I don't have to do anything at all. No, apart from turn up. Done. All right. Well, I'll tell you yeah. what. There'll be there'll be away days uh, next year, but it's going to be guest spots for people. Yeah. Across the board, because there's going to be much less of Tim. I'd like to do one. Yeah. Fighting cock away you're days. In. You're in. Merge. Yeah. We should do a mash. We should do a mash up. Yeah. yeah let's do a yeah. mash up. <laughs> We had thousands of fucking fucking thousands. It's going to be like Run DMT versus Jason <laughs> Evans. Yeah. Yes, yes, absolutely. Let's do that. Okay, just Flav's eyes slowly and just getting further and further apart. <laughs> <laughs> Flav getting twatted at service station. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or just or masturbating. <laughs> so, I do a lot of masturbating. Do you? Not in my car. You don't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but you you'll enjoy it. Well, <laughs> don't know well, why. Yeah. To be fair, I haven't, I haven't keep experienced it. So I'll, maybe. Give, I'll give you the eye. Oh my god. Yeah, and then you'll go, alright then, fair enough. Yeah, you're in, fine, this sounds great, I can't <laughs> wait. Spurs have made three signings this summer so far. Yeah. Uh, we've uh, signed uh, Trippier. Yeah. Of, of Burnley. Uh, Solid. Wimmer. Yeah. And that, uh, Toby. <laughs> Toby out of a reld. Oh, out of a reld. Out of a reld. He's out of a reld. He's out of his reld. Alright, let's start for, with, with Trippier. I think that he will be England's right back this time next year. Do you? I'm only saying yeah. this because it sounds like something Wendy would say, and I want to be able to play this back a year later. But actually, if you look at his stats, which are important, yeah, um, loads of crosses and that. 
But no, I, yeah. <laughs> I think yeah. I think right right backs for Tottenham always turn out to be good, don't they? So I'm sure this is going to work out fine. Well, I, I've been talking about us signing a decent right back for many many months, yeah. and we have done. I don't know whether it's going to be decent, but you think based on everything that's happened, I genuinely haven't seen enough of him. Really I watched so. a lot of Burnley games last season. Well, not a lot, but I watched several. I don't feel I noticed Trippier in any of no. them. Mm. But you're I've not supposed to, to notice right backs. Yes, you are. You can. Okay. You yeah. are a little bit. Yeah. yeah I but I, I, I'm looking forward to if because he will be good. I'm looking forward to having balance at left back and right back because normally it's always one side that's really shit. Yeah. Mm. And the other side is decent. So. And also, if one is out, then we have got someone rather than shifting. And maybe over. this could be like the Davies effect. This signing Trippier can have an effect on Walker. Like mm. Simon Davies yeah, had have to Rose. be where Rose is, is an intelligent footballer. Uh, Walker would have to be intelligent in order to uh, to benefit from the fact that there's another right back. I'm unsure whether Carl Walker is sure that we've actually signed another right back at all. No, <laughs> I'm not sure he knows at all. He's, he's not a clever lad, is he? No, no, he's uh, thick as shit. Also, that game against Burnley away, which Trippier played in, he was Carl Walker was an absolute start to finish disgrace before yeah. he got injured and went off yeah. that was his worst performance of the season and that is saying plenty uh, and then we've also got uh, uh, Kevin Wimmer yeah no I'm a big fan of Cologne <laughs> 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 so yeah I don't know how good he is either but did we need another centre back on I think well we were just talking in the break weren't we? and I think we were just saying then that um, it, it looks to me as if there's a there is a, a kind of a backup centre half pairing in terms of Dyer. And Wimmer, maybe as your League Cup, Europa League. What do we do um, with all the other centre Because eight, there's eight mm. of them at the moment. So uh, there's Kabul. Well, Kabul's uh, gone, isn't he? Kabul, Kabul will go, but he's still there now. Yeah. We Kabul. can play a back eight with wing backs. Good idea. Yeah. It's yeah. exciting. <laughs> it's better than back three. That'll sell out 60,000 season tickets. Yeah. <laughs> but Kabul will go, Fazio will go. Well, I, I don't know about Fazio. Well, Kabul, Kirikez will go. Can we accept that those two are. More yeah. than likely gone. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Um, so then, what you've got? Who are we left then with Fazio? Fazio would, you know, be the right out of the squad if he doesn't go. Yeah, and yeah I, I can't see how he's going to play. It seems to me yeah. that Wimmer Dyer will be the will be the, the progression centre backs, whereas uh, Jan and and Verrold. Uh, you see, the thing is about <laughs> Trippier um, and Wimmer. They're, they're they're just punts. They're not, there's not a big lot of money involved. Wimmer. Yeah, he's young. The worst worst case scenario, like Holtby, you 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 flip him in two years, you get you get the same kind of money, maybe a little bit more. All the Villarreal, there's a little bit more kind of invested in there, but he played with Vertonghen. I think when they played back when they played at centre backs at Ajax, they had like a 65% win win ratio when they were playing together. And he's a, we've seen him; he's Premier League experience, and that's kind of what we're going for. Wimmer is is a punt. It's quite it's quite a big deal when you sign a proven centre back. Uh, well, yeah, proven centre back, but then also a, a centre back that's played in a proven centre back partnership. My only fear is he's left footed, yeah? That's uh, the impression yes. I get. He? So he's left footed, Vertonga's left footed, but so Rose was, is so left was Dawson King, uh, King. Dawson was right footed. Yeah, Dawson King are both right footed, is what I'm saying. So that, that, that works yeah, out King fine. Both footed, wasn't he, really? oh, yeah. But you look at all the stuff that's happened since Jan Vertongan was a good footballer. Like, gay marriage has passed, <laughs> the green economy has fallen to pieces. There's been about four or five iPhones. Yeah. Like, that was a long, long time ago. So ISIS have come into the ISIS, There was no ISIS before. <laughs> <at all. laughs> like, it was, no one was getting chucked off of buildings. Yeah. 
uh, and stone <laughs> there was, death. There was a, a distinct lack of beheadings yeah. before. The, the world was actually quite a safe place when Madonna was good at football. Yeah, what well, it needs to do become good at football and then everyone would be much happier. Do you think so? Yeah. 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 Trinity would be a much safer place. <laughs> yeah. I think it's, 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 us, it's, it's very well saying that, you know, women's a pun and Kim Dribbles a pun and us being kind of underwhelmed by these signings. But I think what everyone has said at the end of last year and the beginning of this year is, you know, look, we've got some Paul Mitchell, Pochettino together now. We want players who they obviously deem as mouldable yeah. and someone that they can, you know, make into what they want the the, how, the team to to be like and yeah. the philosophy that they want the team to have. I've, yeah, I feel so. There confident. might be a huge amount of underwhelmment. Yeah. Underwhelmment with uh, with a few signers this year, but that's essentially what we've asked for. We've asked for them to have who they want. When we, when we spend big, when we spend big, we spend bad. You know, all yeah. the, so I'm happy to go with a punt. Look at Dyer. Dyer was a uh, how much? I don't know. I can't even four remember. Million, right? Four million, four million, and he was superb. Yeah, not superb. Well, he but, certainly you know, m- got talent. He, he, he contributed a lot more than. Um, but a West Ham goal was enough alone, wasn't it? To be fair, yeah. Then the amount we I'd spent. Sold him then. Yeah, the amount <laughs> we spent on him. No, I, th- I think it doesn't. I, I, I'm not underwhelmed by these signings at all. I think kind of you know buying uh, big, really expensive players is a false economy nowadays. The players who you would spend about forty or fifty million on, who are you know you know would come to Tottenham and do a job and be great, they don't want to come to Tottenham anyway. Yeah, so there's no absolutely. point in sort of like thinking that we have to spend loads and loads of money to get players who might still potentially be a risk. And I think Lamella sort of like falls into that category. Not everyone else is falling over themselves. But there's all this talk today, supposedly by the time the pod goes up, this probably isn't even going to be an issue, that Urente, yeah. that's been talked about, and mm. supposedly we're going to stick £10 million on him, which is quite an interesting signing, I guess. It's not a huge risk at £10 million. There has been a little bit of ITK, as much as you, you know, try and ignore it, but mm-hmm. it does come up. And there was, there was, I think from a couple of people that have, that are, have said, you know, there is that a, a striker deal was essentially done and it, within the next three weeks of someone that, who was of, of named quality whether that is and Lorente sounds like one of those people that would be worth a, a punt yeah um, well I mean we, we've been after Lorente since he was at Bilbao yeah under Bessia Bel- Bielsa Bielsa right well uh, that was before even before Bielsa he was still a player he was the bollocks there though with, with he, well I don't know if um, it, kind of the the pre-season friendly the evening, the afternoon of the riots when that mm, kicked off, yeah. it, that was Lorente. He scored a couple of goals against us. I remember, I always remember him when it was linked with him, and he said, uh, "I wouldn't go to Tottenham. They're not even in the Europa League, let alone Champions League." Well, he <laughs> was kind of right. Point, yeah. I always yeah, thought yeah. that Bilbao friendly. The whole point of it was actually to sign Llorente. That was the talk yeah, all, was, all it, along. Yeah. That they'd been set up specifically yeah. to do the deal for him. Mm. And, um, and, oh, then right, that, and the right... Yeah. Then he saw so. the fires and he was just like... Yeah, 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 thanks, yeah. thanks, Mark Duggan. But I think he's a really good signer. So he went to U- Juve. He's, he's been... He, well, he kind of... Um, there was a little bit of um, problems at Bilbao because he... Allowed his, he wanted to go. They didn't want to let him go, so they, they allowed his contract to run down. So he ended up wasting a year of his life at Bilbao, not really happy. They weren't really happy, and then he went to Juve on a free. Soldado wasted two years of his life, and two yeah. years of mine. Soldado has wasted thirty years of his life yeah. <laughs> oh, just by existing. But is <laughs> exactly. an excellent signing because he, so. he he'll teach Kane a lot. And the thing what, is about what, what kind of player is he though, Llorente? I think he's added by all with a first touch. The impression I get, he's tall. He's, he's, he's saying he's strong is a bit, you know, the, everyone uses that. But he's got a good touch. He's good in the box. Can hold the ball up, and um, he's, a, he's got he's got um, a presence. Not there like Soldado is a, is a little bit too small. 
There's a little bit of elegance to him, yeah. as well. Yeah. He can he can drop deep and stay up as well, which is he's kind of a he's quite a good poach. Although he hasn't scored enough goals probably for Juventus last season, especially when he hasn't played as many games. Yeah. But I think what's going to happen is you'll see Harry Kane if they do play two strikers, which I don't think they will much of the time. Is they're going to use Harry Kane to just drop deeper and deeper and deeper, which is what he's been doing to just draw people out of position. Because yeah. Pochettino really likes that. Yeah. He likes Kane taking people with him and causing havoc on the halfway line. And I think you know it does that system is more effective you've got someone who can stay up and as we've seen um, training for Pochettino is something really important and if you've got someone who's that experienced he's played in two two big teams well Bilbao's not huge but you know it's pretty big and he's played at Juve he'll learn a lot Kane will learn a lot and it's about getting the right players around the right around the right youngsters even for example West Ham when they had Joe Cole, who was a youngster, they put the Canio next to him, and you learn people learn stuff off each other. I think you can't have a team of youngsters. You can't have a team of old old players. You've mm-hmm. got you got to find the right balance. And I think he will offer us more in training and as a squad player <coughs> than Adebayor and Soldado are doing at, at this moment. At the end of the season, I thought one of the things that we have to strengthen on is buying two wide men, uh, someone to challenge Chadley for his place. And actually, someone who's going to establish themselves as the best right-hand side, inside forward, or whatever you want to call them, at the club. Um, if we do sign the top striker who is going to start every game, then Kane perhaps could take any one of those roles. And it's a bit of a shame for Kane, because he really did establish himself as our best forward, and if not one of the... Actually, probably the best English forward uh, in the league. Last season, without doubt, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. I think so it's a shame that he, he will be pushed in to... To, to, to kind of fill a gap. It also takes sorry. It also mm-hmm. takes the pressure off Kane because the second season everyone goes on about second season syndrome. It does take a little bit of weight off his shoulders because Soldado can't score, man. He can't mm. do anything. And Kamalo's probably scored more goals than him recently. And then you got Adebayor. And if you have got someone there like Lorente to take a bit of weight off his shoulders, it's a good thing. I do mm. worry though that if 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 we do move Kane into positions like that to try and, you know, and he, and he does more of that type of thing of dropping off or maybe coming out further wider stuff that he'll be deemed as it, because he won't perhaps score quite as many goals as as, as he did last season, that it'll be deemed as if, if, if it is second season syndrome by everyone outside of a club which will you know, affect him going forward. I, I do worry about that. It's going to be interesting to see how he's how he's managed next year and what the plan is for him. That, all that would be would be a, a kind of press narrative. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But that, that's that's, you no can't one... say that that doesn't have an effect on, on players sometimes. It does, actually. Well, it, it, has, it does on a lot of players, but I think Kane has got a lot... We all know that Kane's got a lot more to his goal game than just knocking the ball in, and I think they recognise that, and I think actually what you're saying is completely, totally correct. I think it does take the pressure off him having someone yeah. else who can... Uh, poach some goals but I think we're all talking about this as if Urena is going to join yeah, Tottenham exactly. we're all and the whole like thing yeah. here's the other just to be cynical again here's the other thing that happens now it's happening a few years ago but fuck knows it's happening every single sign now mm. is agents are just planting all this stuff in the press and saying that Tottenham are close to buying it, uh, to buying this player just so they can get a, a deal yeah. from someone else yeah. Oh, that, yeah, yeah. that's been the case with uh, Levetsi, it's been the case with this Mitrovic bloke. Yeah. It's mm. the case with Marco Kidd getting his new contract and all the rest yeah, of it. Yeah, it's exactly the same with Anthony Marshall. You know, we, I, I don't believe Tottenham are really in for any of these players, and like we're just getting absolutely bummed by all the agents. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Not a bad place to be. 
At least they're talking about us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's great. That's not, that's not, right. that, that, we're not aiming high, are we? Yeah. Uh, you're, you're way too glasses half full on almost everything we've talked about. Yeah, so, yeah it's all great. It's fine. If I don't, I, honestly, I'll be dead. Right, yeah, <laughs> fair enough. Yeah, we're talking about this very sad, uh, very sad story about a man who uh, hung himself. In, uh, <laughs> in his front room because uh, Wimmer only played five games this season. <laughs> if that's what sends you over the edge, you aren't yeah. going to make it anywhere. If Wimmer right? plays yeah. ten games, I'm safe. Yeah, I've, right. Fuck it. Okay. Yeah. But if you do have a problem, you should call Calm. Absolutely. Well, absolutely. You have yep. really good service. We actually haven't talked about Calm, have we? We, know, we talked about it loads last season. I haven't got all the uh, details in front of me, so <laughs> there'll be a bumper calm session on the first episode of next year. Absolutely, one hundred percent. Okay, uh, we've got a question from Reddit. Uh, Eri Coys, E R I Coys. He <laughs> says, uh, with, "With the defence sorted, uh, who should we be looking at in the next window or this window? And what is your top priority? What, where do we need to strengthen? What do you think we need to do?" I, do you know? I think it all depends on whether Ericsson comes back to form next season because that is going to be ultimately decide what that team does. Really. How, how are they going to circumnavigate that? Because we won't know till the end of the window. Well, I think we're going to know in probably. Yeah, that's true. The, but the pre-season. That that midfield ultimately needs uh, a ball winner because we can't. The Bentelab Mason uh, combo is not really serving either of those players, and you'd have to think on talent that it's going to be Bentelab they're going to build the team, the midfield a little bit around him. But you need a player behind him to give him license to go forward a little bit. You need someone who can win a tackle because towards the end of last season, I mean, I really thought that midfield, although we did well last season, we finished fifth. You can't argue with that, and we won a lot of games. That midfield was an absolute shambles for quite a lot of it, especially after the Carling Cup final. Yeah. That would suggest that we it doesn't take that much to turn us into a Deep, very decent side. It definitely doesn't. I think we just need to get a uh, we need to get a ball winning midfielder. I'd even as we were talking like in the break, I would even consider playing Eric Dyer there because he's not really going to get anywhere else. And I do think he's got the he's cultured enough, a good passer, to suggest that he could play a sort of sweeperish role. Mm. And I just think Ericsson has got to come back to form because he was so poor for so many games. Absolutely. After Christmas, and he was sort of a little bit like that previous season as well. Yeah. I know it seems that it's pretty much been decided with, again with what's, what we've seen in the press about how much you can believe it but do we think Stambouli's been given a good enough shot? I mean yeah. I t- as much as that European game when I, I saw him run and I thought fuck if Flav could actually run faster than him he was that slow right. that it was <laughs> other, other than that but he just never seemed to be given a shot he never had a, a four or five games in the team I'd like to see whether he could do, do it first Do you reckon but, like I'm, I might be a bit out of turn here. Yeah. Might be a bit cruel. Two. Maybe he isn't fucking good enough. Maybe. And maybe Pochettino sees him every fucking day in training yeah, and true. says... Yeah, he's but, not good But enough. it seemed but when he came in, he, he wasn't even in squads for a long period of time. Because he's just, not good enough! Well, I don't know. But fine, anyway. I, there was that moment where we played Newcastle away where he was there and he just warmed up. He wasn't yeah. even in the squad. Yeah, yeah. but he was still there. Think, he must be, like, really unfit. Look, so unfit that he can't even maybe, let him leave yeah. him at home. Don't, don't ever, like, look at our squad and no no fan of football should ever look at their squad and think, why don't they give him a go? Yeah. The reason why they don't is because they see him every day. It just seems strange when he came in to be to be put out very, very quickly without even having a run of it. But what that is a typical Tottenham signing. Yeah, sort of like from the last season, this season, and this, the next few seasons or so. What they're going to do? One of the reasons they really like Pochettino is because they think he's going to develop young players and turn them into players who are saleable assets, so you can then kind of sell 
for a large amount of money mm. or who will potentially get into the Champions League. And you can't argue with that given how badly splashing the cash yeah, she w- did. Went bad, yeah. But most of these players, players like Wimmer, the upside, not much money spent on them, but if they do turn out to be good, then there's a tremendous upside to that. Yeah. If they don't turn out to be good, they turn out to be average, which most of them will do, and Stambouli is an example of that. Mm. They're just looking for undervalued assets in the European game. Yeah. If they turn out to be shit, just fucking sell them before their prices plummet. But yeah. it is not a risk. That is Tottenham's transfer policy from mm. now on in. I mean, it's not even that you have to sell them a lot because you, you put them down with, like, even though financial fair play is on the way out... You put them down like Stambouli is a on 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 the books. He's a two point five million player. So then you flip mm. him for four million pounds. Yeah. You've got one point five million plus in in. And is that, is that a bad FFP. thing for, for for our club to be? No, doing? it isn't. No, and it's what actually it's what the, like it's, it's what Chelsea are doing a lot now. Chelsea are making Chelsea are well within sort of financial fair uh, fair play because they're selling players for more than they bought them without really playing them a lot. Louise, Mata, Salah, Van Ginkle, who yeah, but he, well, he smashed it in, uh, in um, Milan. Do you know what I'm thinking about? Another judge. Kevin De Bruyne. Mm-hmm. Yes, I am. Yeah. He's Belgian. <laughs> Read him like a book. <laughs> He's Belgian. They, I'm pretty sure they sold him. They all look the same. They sold him for big money. Mm. He is. Well, it's a white ginger. But that's what Chelsea. That's that's the that's the that's the kind of the basis Chelsea have got. Get the players. Well, in. That See, that's not a bad bad way. You know, when they uh, built the uh, youth academy, they said that apparently that over the next ten years they have to sell every youth. Well, they have to sell a youth, every youth yeah. academy player for four hundred thousand pounds. Yeah. And if you look at what's happened at our club in terms of Harry Kane, Bentaleb, Mason, they're going to play like Luongo, Kulka. And then going back to mm. what you said about. Um, about buying players that have sell-on value. And the problem is, is with fans, we look at these players and think, well, we want them to be great. Mm. Whereas Levy, whether he's in, within, in his rights or not, is looking at them and saying, actually, they're, uh, they have a value attached to them. Yeah. Yeah. So if, if Stan Booley's value is 2.5 and we bought him and we sell him for four, without doing anything, any damage to the club at all... He's made a hundred, what, one point five million. I was just cool. thinking we haven't poured out any liquor for um, Paulinho. Who's gone? Oh. Uh, <laughs> has he apologised? No, he refused to apologise. You must do now that he's left. Yeah, you can understand. Because he's only he... run, sh- he's ran straight to the. I was going to say southern hemisphere. Then he's just gone straight to China, which yeah. makes you think maybe I was a little bit kind of like no, optimistic. You to be fair, when we recorded that podcast, it was with Carl Donnelly, and you said yeah. Yeah. I last the one I listened back to the other day. I, would, uh, I pissed myself more at you saying that when I did anything. Of course, and, 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 <laughs> and you said he was average. Uh, he wasn't any good, but he had a value to Spurs and. Towards the end of the last season, I think you were proved right. Actually, what are you doing? Yeah, what? Why are you telling him that for? Why? Because it's more entertaining to make him apologise. Yeah. Why don't you apologise? Fuck off. <laughs> oh. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Centre midfielder. Weird what thing my about point him. was, I want a centre midfielder. <laughs> is their priority? Yeah. Yes, I think so. Someone well. that sits with Bentaleb. Delph would have been amazing, but it's not going to happen. I don't think we know what, like who we should buy until we find out whether certain players are going to play well next season. Like if uh, Ericsson doesn't play well, then we need a player to sort of replace him. But we don't. We have to assume Ericsson because he is got so much talent mm. he's going to be as good as he was at the beginning of last season and up until about halfway through it where he just was superb Lamella like who knows what he's going to provide brilliant. next he's season he's going to be brilliant I think he will be brilliant I mean I sort of like felt that he had turned into a totally 
he's a totally different player from the one I thought that we were getting. Yeah. We thought we were getting Gareth Bale, and I think that's the problem, yeah. And what we've ended up getting is a player who puts his foot in, jumps about, mm. messes people, like snatches the ball, and he's a bit messy but really grafts. He's Robbie Savage. I'll tell you ten goals, ten assists. <laughs> he know? even runs like Robbie Savage. Do you know what though? He's, oh, he's, I don't ruin it. It's true. No, no, Robbie Savage is a good player. He's right because he's he's, he's, he's uh, interceptions and the, and the amount of time he's turned over play mm. is incredible. Yeah. It's not you play him, play him defensive midfielder. No, but he, he does what he needs to do on that yeah, right no, side. What, he was what, doing what Lennon. Everyone raves about Lennon's defensive yeah. ability. It's nowhere near as good as Lamella's. Yeah, because no one in that midfield actually really wins a tackle, but Lamella does. Yeah, he does. I was thinking we haven't heard anything about Lennon. Is Lennon going back to Everton? That is someone yeah. we is he still a Spurs? Yeah, he's, he's still a Spurs. He I, thought he was, he, I thought he stayed up in. No, well, they keep talking they're going to swap him for Morelos, and there's talk that we're going to swap him for James McCarthy. James McCarthy he, would be... Uh, I'm a big, big fan back. of James McCarthy. Yeah. Big fan of James McCarthy. I think he would be great. He yeah, is, he's, he's a very, very cultured <laughs> footballer. He is excellent. James McCarthy, cultured yeah. midfielder. Yes. I think, I think he... I pro- I'm telling McCarthy you, is he underrated. is. I don't Hugely. even know what he looks like. I don't, I <laughs> a bit like me, a bit like a, a bit like a slim version of me, actually. It, it, literally, if he was in front of me, I wouldn't know. I don't, I don't think McCarthy... Like, I think he's better than average, but he's not amazing. Right? Not yet, but he, honestly, he's fantastic. I'll be, I'll be over the moon. What about that Wigan player who destroyed someone's leg once? <laughs> Callum McManaman. Yeah, him. Yeah. He's at West Brom. All right, but <laughs> can't, we won't come there. I, I quite like Berenio as well. Like, I did yeah, he seems a very tottenham player. I think him and Harry Kane be in, in like, a nice mm-hmm. little partnership together. Bloods, aren't they? Yeah, <laughs> blood because they because they they tore up the under twenty ones tournament, didn't they? Yeah, they did. They're amazing, weren't they? <laughs> Bentaleb signed a new five year deal. I can get in. Yeah, love yeah. that boy. He literally, had... I'm down to fuck. DTF. Why are you gone silent? No, I, I was just waiting to listen into your into your joyous. That was it. It's such a good thing. It's, it is an amazing thing. I, we talked about him in the first half about how, how good he is, but. Uh, everyone was a little bit worried about him not signing. Uh... Once again, as Dan said before, it's just agents, man. Yeah, agents I, I think we were all pretty confident that he probably would have signed eventually, wouldn't he? It's not in his. It's yeah. not in Bentaleb's interest to leave. Exactly. Now. He needs. Um, he, if he spends another two years here, then maybe he can get a bigger move, or he can stay with us. It's a bit pessimistic, but how much do you think we will get for Bentaleb? I know. I don't want to talk about that. No, but I want you to, uh, to talk defensive about defensive midfielder who has to go to African Cup of Nations every. Four years, twenty mil. I mean, if he if he has a really good season next season and he turns into the player that we think, based on the ability that we've seen so far, um, yeah. I mean, it seems ridiculous. I, I think you could. There are not enough players like him. You can yeah. get sort of forty or fifty. There's, there's so many unanswered questions with someone like Ben. But we have no idea how good he is, really. Yeah, and we don't know whether the system that we played last year with you know Ben and Mason, two players, two you know, or how it looked on paper of two midfielders playing in front of a, a back four. Whether that, whether that with the players that Pochettino wants to get in, whether that's going to be the same system, whether he wants to use Ericsson in a different way or Kane in a different way. I so think Bentaleb ben- might turn into someone I think Bentaleb has to define himself this year. He has to, because at the moment we're talking about buying a, um, a tackler to go next to him. Uh, so he needs to either decide whether he's going to be like a deep line playmaker who controls the game, yeah. sets the tempo, mm. or he's going to be one of those box to box midfielders. Yeah. This season, whether he becomes a legend and an incredible player it would depend on how he progresses and how he yeah, finds himself. I think that 
I think it's about how Pochettino defines him, really. Yeah, exactly. That's what we but the reason that Pochettino, the reason that Pochettino likes him is because he's one of those players who can turn defence into attack really quickly because yeah. that's how Tottenham attack nowadays. Yeah. We win the ball off other teams and then we just play it in really quickly and score. We mm. create chances and we didn't even have the ball a second ago. And Bentaleb does this thing where he just wanders around and waits to stand in between two passes. Mm. He intercepts the ball. Lamella's like that as well. Mm. But Bentaleb's ability to read the game and see where it's going is very like Ledley's was at the back. Like He more than made up for the fact that he couldn't run because yeah. he just watched and waited. Yeah. Rio Ferdinand's a bit like that as well. He's always very mm. slow but could always understand where that ball's going to go. And Bentaleb can do that. If he's running around, herring around after people, trying to kick people and win yeah. the ball back, he doesn't get to play to the best of his it's ability. It's almost like he likes to do that as well. He enjoys that part yeah. of the game. I think he probably got to, he had to take on a little bit of that responsibility last year because we didn't have it. And I think what Bardi says is absolutely right. There's going to come a point now this season where he's got to decide, and Pochettino's got to decide as to what he's going to be, and it has to mm. stick at one thing, and he has to have someone that's going to compliment him rather than him yeah. trying to do free people's jobs. A midfielder that can do everything doesn't exist. I was yeah, having a conversation the other, uh, the other day about like Kabayas just signed for Crystal Palace, which is an incredible signing for them, uh, and I think if we wanted to buy him, we could have done, yeah. but we have. Bentaleb, who yeah. arguably is yeah. better. I think not his, what wages, we knew. his wages are too much. Yeah, no, I know. And that. again, they've said of that they course, want to go younger, and he's 29 years old. Yeah, all, all of that stuff as well. But you've got you've got a player there who's 21 or 20 or whatever Bentaleb is, and he's better than him. Yeah. But what I want to ask is, why do you? Because I love Bentaleb, but why do you love him? It's cultured, looks good. Not look, not like physically. But yeah, nothing wrong with finding physically attractive. No, but you're homosexual. <laughs> you got a problem with your own homosexuality. He plays nicely. I like the way he plays. And you saw yeah, when he was whatever. at left back uh, against Everton, he was doing some mad skills. He was like, Do you know what I noticed? Mad you skills. didn't have the uh, rainbow flag on your Facebook profile. Yeah, I was on the boat. It's all clear I now. was yeah, on the yeah, cruise. Cruise. What sort of cruise? Cruise in. Exactly. I like him because he's. It's. Again, it's that He's whole thing of if if, <laughs> if, thing, if things are going shit, I, I like like I said, I've said a thousand times before. If things are playing shit, I want to see someone getting. You know, I want us to see us have at least five or six yellow cards, and I think he'd be the first one in it. He will deliver. He's you know, I, I, I want somebody who gives a fuck, and, I mean, and whether it's for his own gain later on, but he does give a fuck. I I I really like him based on what I saw uh, like for sort of ten games leading up to Colin Cup final. I just thought he was one week after another he was unstoppable. I thought he sort of got lost in a midfield a bit towards the end of the well, not even towards the end of the season, the sort of middle to late part of the season. Uh, and I think, but he's very young, but he's just a Tottenham footballer, isn't he? He's just cultured. He can pick the ball up. He can pass, and he can do exciting things. And he took a lot of shots this season and previous season as well. You think no one else in the Tottenham team is going to try and shoot from there yeah. and hit the crossbar? He's exciting in a very kind of like solid, clever way. Yeah, yeah. I think you've, you know you, he could be amazing, or he could be terrible. And, and what's really incredible? <laughs> <laughs> you place your bet. <laughs> I'm going to be right either bet. way on this one. <laughs> what's really incredible is that he, when he joined Spurs, he was being released by clubs. Yeah. Uh, at Lens, he was at. Uh, but that happens with all manner of players. Is this another Camoli signing? Is this Camoli? He's turned out to be some fucking yeah. grand. What, what do you mean we punched you? Oh, we may well have done. We may well have done. But he was at Birmingham. Because um, even like fucking Jordan Henderson at Liverpool, that was a Camoli signing. He got fucking rinsed for it. Now what, was it? Oh, oh, you he's, not, he's, not, he's not a silly man. He's, he's, yeah. I think that's a different conversation. Camoli's taking credit. His bail is his. Bentaleb is his. Fucking hell. Maybe no, no, we, should, exactly. we should never say. There's, I've got a book called the, the Nowhere Men. It's a book about. Um, 
football scouts in this country and a, and a chap that basically spends a year on the road with all sorts of different scouts from different clubs and stuff and, and it, it's, it's definitely worth a read because you find out that you know people like Gareth Bale everyone knew about it it was just a question of who was going to pull the trigger first and you know take take that slight risk or get in with his parents first yeah. it's it's a very murky world but players are getting released all the time and it's just a question of connections more than anything else Kamali picked up one good player after another. We went through mm. sort of, you know, a couple of years, and this is not even the players that were behind the scenes who we didn't even realise that were Kamali signs because they come through later after he's gone. But mm. one player after another for mm. a very long period of time, just they were all good. Yeah. Or at least they all played well for a bit. I it's think- definitely worth reading. There's a huge section about Kamali in, in this book about how he goes about it and whether people think of it. It's all about stats and laptops and. And, and figures and people reporting into him and how much of it is about gut instinct and what he's, you know, mm, yeah. old Trev thinks that he's going to be a good oh. good player, so I'll go with him. And it's a real mix. He, 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 I, he d- didn't get anywhere near as much credit as he should. But he, he, the problem was, wasn't that he didn't, he wasn't a great scout, is that he's influencing the club and, and, and what the media and what the club allowed uh, people to think about yeah. his influence at the uh, Carrick was Kamali. Am I right in thinking mm. that? It sounds right. It was very, right at the beginning, yeah. Maybe. Was uh, it? I think it might have been... Even Arneson. Arneson, I think yeah. it was Arneson. He was Arneson. Yeah. I think uh, Ben Morris, Okoto, yeah. Bale, uh, Kabul, to be fair, yeah. Tarapt. I mean, he, he did all right. I mean, the fact that you fucking found Bale and allowed that to happen. We've had it? like um, a whole fucking shitload of people doing this kind of role for us. David Pleat mm. was the one in charge of signing mm. Effington. And I mean, you find they're not Baldini. the scouts. Yeah. Pleat, Arneson, Camoli, Baldini. I still, Mitchell, I still have faith in Baldini. I know most people don't. But, yeah. but these guys aren't the scouts. Yeah. That's the point, though. But yeah. these guys aren't the scouts. These are the guys that, that I say pull the trigger, but these are the ones that say, OK, I'll, I'll, I'm going to go with what you, you and you have said. They aren't the scouts that actually go and scout the players and make the decision. They're the ones that say, "Give us all this what? information," and then and then they make a decision based on a spreadsheet what or whatever. The, the mm. public perception is about our uh, scouting unit at the moment. In my head, it's Pochettino and Mitchell, and that's it. Do I'm sure that, it's not, that, but it's is that what everyone else believes? Though? Uh, no, it's an, uh, there's a network of scouts as well, but here, yeah. here I think they're trying to build uh, a team that will develop into something as a unit, which is much less kind of sort of ego based, and it's kind of the opposite of what we've tried to do before. Yeah, we've tried to kind of we've worked, what they're doing at the moment. I think is a little bit more like what they did, uh, what Billy Bean did with the Oakland Athletics in Moneyball. You might have seen the Brad Pitt film, yeah, yeah. seen that, I have, yeah. where they try and pick up undervalued assets in a belief that certain types of player with a certain amount of ability will fit into a team. How did that work out? For Billy Bean. It worked out all right. They went from being a really shit team to being an okay team, but he did sort of change the way that what B- Billy Bean was doing is he was basically looking for sort of the intangibles that were in between the stats that you'd normally look at. Is that legitimate? Is that a, a legitimate way to. I don't think it has as much application to football as it does to baseball, and yeah. everyone has tried to do the football version of it, and I think it's a load of bollocks. But I think the basic principle of picking up players for potentially re- relatively cheap and understanding the types of players you want in the first place and trying to slot them in and then cutting and running on them if they aren't very good, which is what they're doing with the likes of Stambouli, I think it does make sense. I think it'll probably work for Tottenham. It won't be any worse than what we did before. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I was trying to think, there was a Dutch team at the moment using the money ball technique, but I can't, the name is lost. Outmar. Outmar, is, is it Outmar? PSV, no. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> sure, they're going to play some sexy football and then sure. I would definitely recommend that book, Nowhere Men. Anyone who's interested in that, it's, it's, it's a fantastic read. A lot about Tottenham in Okay, final question of the podcast is Would you rather have a penis the size, uh, sorry, penis sized nipples or a nipple sized penis? What? Penis sized nipples. So if you've got 
basically cocks for nipples or tiny little. Who's cock? Mm. Your cock. Well, just what? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> penis sized nipples. Yeah, who's, who's your penis have I got on my nipples? Your nipples the same so size what, as, what, as your penis. So your your cock as as nipples yeah. or normal nipples and a nipple cock. That's, that is quite difficult for me because I've actually got two supernumerary nipples. And super what? I got, super I, got, what? I, got, I got four nipples in total. I thought you, you had like three. a dog. Four. <laughs> like a dog. <laughs> I thought you found because you did a you did a, a documentary. Yeah, years ago. About having three nipples. I got but four. I didn't know you had four. I got four. What is? We got to see. Yeah. Yeah. No, we've done this before. Last yeah. time he was here. I was. Did it? Did we? Yeah. I didn't. I thought it was off the tables on the jokes thing. All right. No, no. <laughs> no. Yeah. I, well. So when he said about like a dog earlier. Yeah. You pointed at me like for a body survey. Yeah. Punch him. <laughs> no. Punch him in the fucking face. <laughs> what my question... Yeah, so for the hatred, it's incredible. My question was, who's cock? Uh, what? Whose uh, cock is it have you got on your nipple? Is it your, your cock? Your own, your own cock. Your oh, cock. Nipple, nipple, nipple if, size, uh, cock size nipple, definitely. But what would happen... So what? what? I just got an impression of Alex doing, like, burlesque with, like, lips. <laughs> yeah. And his cock... Why would you decide to have a miniature nipple cock? Well, because if you've got a small cock already... Yes. Then just stick it on your nipple. Yes, exactly. So, faultless. But, yeah, faultless reasoning. Well, no, it, it isn't yeah, because at some point you want to have sex with someone, and then when We're married, yeah, but she what? She's going to stay married to you if you have a nipple cock. Of course, she would. Yeah. Well, then you're in an enviable, posi- enviable position because I'm not in that position. She only stays with me so that she can talk to you. So I'm, I hope that's true. <laughs> Barty, what would Barty. you do? I'd rather have a normal, normal cock with big nipples. So essentially, what yeah. we're talking about yeah. is massive, thick nipples, tip tape. I'd rather yeah. have that. Cross it's it a up, bit weird. Cross it's it looking up. a bit weird on the beach or on a cruise. Someone would understand. You need yeah, someone to find someone with a fetish. Fucking hit people with it and shit. <laughs> he actually did a little do, do you shimmy. Know in my head, it's like a coin. You know, like in banks, they coins in. You know what I'm talking about? When you get the rolls of Yeah, the coins. rolls of coins. That's yeah. essentially like having two of them on your breasts. Pretty much. That's right. If, if I that. came home, I mean, I've been with my missus quite a while, but if I came home tonight and she was like, how was your day? I was like, well, it's just average, really. Unfortunately, my, my nipples are now my cock. <laughs> 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 I don't think she would stay. Do you know where it would leave. get... Yeah, she she'd, be, she'd go and fucking sign for Watford like that. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know where it would get really weird? Is that if it, if there was a woman it's here... It's got pretty weird already. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If there was a woman here... And, Not for this and podcast. Her <laughs> and so her nipples are cocks, and then she has to breastfeed her baby, and she has to put. What's the fucking matter? Yeah, a little bit weird. That, yeah, that is yeah. weird, but they yeah. weren't weird for us because it, it was now weird. Why? You, what? She'd be a shedophile. <laughs> <laughs> I she fucking love this thing. <laughs> um, oh, I think I've got nothing. And on that bombshell. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> This That's is it. what happens when you have too much time on your hands. Yeah, uh, we, we have had months. Yeah. Uh, okay, that's it from the, the very special White Hart Lane version of... Uh, somehow we've been talking about our, a magnificent stadium and we've got on to uh, nipples. By the fucking amazing fanzine, it looks so good. The effort that's gone on to it is amazing. Yeah, it has. Amazing. There, there, there has been a lot of effort. And all we need to do is spend £3.50... And you think, get... think of Flav sat in his, in his little flat. Uh, right. num- number five will be with you soon. Yeah, I thought you were going to give a number of his flat then. <laughs> Fancy number five will be here by December, for Christ- just in time for Christmas. But snap yeah, out what yeah, you can. Absolutely. But number four, you cunt, yeah. is, uh, <laughs> it, it, it is ready now. Uh, there, there has been about maybe 600 pre-orders, and that means me literally sitting and 
stuffing these motherfuckers. If you tweet Flav and ask him to sign it personally, he'll probably sign it for you personally before he sends it out. Yes. <laughs> but, don't do that. That's never going to happen. OK, uh, thank you so much, Dan, for taking time out of your pre-season on a Friday night to come down and talk to us. Um, Thanks for having me. It's, it's a pleasure. And next time you come, bring Tim down. Tim Greig, love him. I don't know. I don't know if I can. It's up to Tim. You have to speak to him. He's um, he's got to be a man. Yes, <laughs> he's got to be a man now. Yeah, but he can he can be a man and have fun. He's a busy boy. Okay, mm. fair enough. And uh, Barty, thank you so much for coming. Pleasure. It's always nice. To uh, thanks for actually contributing and also sub editing the fanzine. That was a massive help. Bravo. Remember the Holocaust how bad it was the the last time we did the uh, the fanzine uh, all the uh, typos and everything I think it looks great I'm really proud of it yeah it is excellent yeah, yeah I'm proud of it too uh, Alex <laughs> from Bristol thanks man when are you going to fuck off back to country bunkin land uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to spend the rest of the summer there and then I'll come back with don't, uh, don't ever fuck off I love you deeply oh, no, alright I've been Flav and this has been the Fighting Cock Podcast done boom it's the fighting Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to geico.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.